Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things, and we're coming upon market season, and today we have Brittany Wiesner, and she is with Courage and Clay, and I just am really fascinated by your process, because I've been watching your Instagrams and your reels, and you had probably one of the funniest reels I've ever seen from a maker, which was, it was like, here's all my stuff. Uh, this creator is putting this out here, but the algorithm doesn't care. So here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. How did you start? um, And can you talk about the process of how you make earrings for Courage and Clay? Yeah. So I have always been a crafter. I always say it's just been in me when I was younger. I, you know, would scrapbook after we took vacation, my mom did scrapbooking things. So I'd always want to help when she was working on that or making wreaths. And so as I got older, it just always stuck with me. And I had this terrible self-doubt every time I would get close to thinking like, oh, I could start something with this. It was like, there's no way you, you are not, you're not, it's not happening. You're not capable of this. And so I just kept going along. And then it was the end of 2019 and I on Pinterest as we usually are. And I see these earrings and I'm like, as the DIY in me says, well, I could just make that Yeah. <laughs> so out to Michael's I go. I get the things and I start and it was like, this is the thing. So I always say it's hence the business name. It's the clay that gave me the courage to start the business. Oh, cute. I like it. Yes. And then as far as, oh my gosh, making is a process. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. You use Sculpey, which is clay. Yep. And then you um, flatten it, turn it into shapes. Uh, yeah. What is that called where you roll different colors together? Yeah. So I color mix, I condition the clay. So you use a good old fashioned pasta machine to condition. Um, and that helps mix the colors too. So yeah, all the colors I have are mixed multiple colors of the Sculpey polymer clay. The best thing about polymer clay is that it's lightweight. So if you want to still wear statement earrings, but not be weighed down, that's, it's the best option. And yeah, so I color mix everything, cut everything out with little 3d cutters and then, um, they cure in the oven and then they come out. I hand sand everything, all the edges to make sure they're smooth, drill the holes. And there we go. (laughs) When you drill the holes, do they sometimes break? No. And that is something I had to really perfect, um, over time. I, I used to not know exactly how long I needed to really bake and, there's tons of types of Sculpey too. So at first it's like, I'm using a really poor quality, which is known for breaking. Now I know better. So I use Sculpey Souffle and Sculpey Primo. Um, Those are not as prone to breaking. And then you also have to know not to go too close to an edge. (laughs) So there's, there's a lot of technique in it that you've, you have to learn to really know, okay, I'm confident that I'm going to make a quality product. And then you put wires in them or the uh, fix them? Yeah. Yep. So I do jump rings on them. And then um, if I do like the little danglies, I have like the ear fish ear hooks. And then um, I also make sure I get my back secured on there. I use all hypoallergenic metals because I am very sensitive to um, metals as well. Yep. Okay. So you start doing this. 
And how many pairs do you think you made before you were like, I could really do this as a business? That's a great question. Oh my God. It was, I mean, it had to be in the hundreds. I can kind of relate because I, I mean, I wrote this cookbook and I still sort of feel like an imposter about it, even yes. though it's been out there for a long time. And, you know, these are my recipes, my family's recipes. I make them, I wrote them, I photographed them, but I still sometimes look at this book and think, well, A, it's crazy that I did this, but also B, like anyone can make a rhubarb bar. You know, right. like, how exciting <laughs> is that? Right. <laughs> Especially in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. That, And I mean, it still comes to me sometimes where polymer clay has become so popular. You can go to any market and there's going to be somebody with it. But it, it comes back to just being confident in your own style, knowing that, I mean, I wouldn't be here three years later if people weren't buying my products. Yep. <laughs> so I have to remind myself that sometimes like there's people that like this, they're buying it. Yeah. So there's a reason we're here. Um, do you do this full time? I don't. So by day I work in healthcare compliance and use a totally different side of my brain. <laughs> and this is kind of my side gig. So, and when you, how much, like how much time a week do you put into this? Like in terms of the making the record keeping, and then not even to say all the markets that you can oh, participate yeah. in. I, I mean, definitely. And like you said, we're getting into market season. So once we get these heavier, like summer and then the holiday times, I'm often every weekend at a market. And those are many times, you know, six to eight hour shows. And then most weekends, I spend a lot of my Saturdays um, working on it. And then I do try to do, you know, a few hours a week after work, um, especially if I have events coming up that I know I need to make for. Is it energy producing or energy draining? You know, <laughs> I always say when it's not fun, that's when you know it's time to stop. And for me, it's still energy producing. I'm so excited always about like new colors and new seasons and new events and meeting new customers. So I still feel really excited about it. Do you sell on Instagram too, or do you sell online? I sell on Etsy. Um, and then I also have a few stores locally that I sell in as well. And how did you get that? Did you have to go and like knock on the door and say, Hey, do you want to carry know. these? Scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> a few. Yes. Um, others it's been these natural connections and these small business relationships I've created when I've done markets or through other connections where it's like, Oh, we met each other at a market and I'm I also have this boutique. Do you want to sell there? So that part has been really nice. And I always say, even if you're not, you know, getting tons of customers at your booth, always network with everyone around you. Yeah, that makes you never sense. Know where you learn from yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so how do you know? I've often wondered this about makers. How do you know if a market is going to be a good market or how do you evaluate it based on how much they're charging? Yes. So return on investment is huge. Um, there are some bigger markets that obviously will charge more because their attendance um, is going to be a lot. I try to a network with my other small business people and say, have you done this before? What do you know about it? And get some information that way. I also try to scope out um, there's Facebook groups for markets for makers and things. So sometimes asking there, 
yep. looking at previous years event like event and seeing okay how many people generally said they were coming because yeah I've, I've definitely had a few that were bombs <laughs> so so you want to know that they're advertising as well not just you doing you know producing people and foot traffic and just if there's other reputable makers that, you know, do it. And it's something that's been long withstanding, I think are good ways to start. Um, when you have a bad market, is it usually the market, the weather, sometimes just timing? And do you ever give them a yeah. second chance? I would say timing can play a lot. There's sometimes you don't think about like one time I had a market in Minneapolis and it was during a Vikings game and it was on a Sunday and it was like, oh, people aren't really, you know, yeah. too into coming out and shopping, right? And, you, you know, as me not being super into watching football, I'm not thinking about that, but you have to think about it from a business standpoint. So I, there are some that I've given a second chance and it's turned around because I, it's like that same group, but they're doing a different day or something. Yeah. So, but there are others that I would say, no, I won't go back to that because I know the hosts don't advertise. They're not you know, they're not excited to even have you there necessarily. So, yeah. Let me ask you about that because I do feel like, uh, I, I produce a culinary market for stone arch bridge festival. And I feel like my job is to make my vendors happy and provide traffic, want to come back, make it easy for them to set up. But I have also been around other markets where they act like you're doing them a favor by showing up. (laughs) And yes, uh, you know, like, is it more likely that the market producers cater to you or do you cater to them? That's a really good question because I have, I've seen that as well. And I mean, I always think they're, I feel very grateful to have the opportunity. So I'm always feel like, okay, I'm, I am a little bit indebted to you for putting this together. Um, but I always want that in re- respect and return, right? To, you know, just to say, okay, you know, here are the details. You have the details in advance. Here's how we can support you during the market where you yep. can contact us, not just kind of, okay, set up and we're gone and you're yeah. on your own. Yep. So just that two way communication and respect for one another is important. But yeah, I do. I, I highly respect anyone who puts a market together because it, a lot of work goes into it. Well, and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like market makers talk too. And yes. like, if you're not kind or you don't provide them the support that they need or security or whatever the issues are, you know, that gets around and it that's sure kind does. Of how people decide not to do markets too, right? Mm-hmm. Are there, is there ever such a thing as too many markets for the makers or is there just the more markets, the more makers and everybody will eventually be fine? Or because I feel like (laughs) we're sort of saturated after COVID. Yes, it feels like, well, and even as someone applying to them, sometimes I feel overwhelmed of, I have all these options. What do I pick? Yep. So I, yeah, I do think sometimes, especially in a community like ours that values art so much, and we have all these farmers markets and things, I do feel like it can feel a little bit much. Um, and I did almost 20 last year and that was a lot on top yeah. of working full time. So, so I've scaled it back this year, but I think, yeah, there's, we need to find that happy medium. Cause sometimes it's like, that can also affect traffic too, where it's like, well, people don't know where to go because there's 20 on the yeah. same day. Yep. 
so do you ever anticipate that you would do this full time? Oh, that's a hard question because, and I grapple with it because I am a true Enneagram six. So I'm very focused on security and stability. (laughs) So I like that I have that reliable um, stream of income and benefits that come through having my day job, but me too. Um, I still love this so much and I just know I can't give it up. Not anytime in the near. Um, and if there was a circumstance where I felt like, well, this is really, you know, booming to a level that I, I just have to do it. I, I would never say never. All right. Well, Brittany, it's been really fun to talk to you. It's courage and clay. And you can find her on Instagram. And do you have any markets that are coming up that are big ones that you want to tell people you're going to be at? Yes. Speaking of coinciding markets, we all know this weekend is going to be Art of World in Northeast, which will be crazy busy. But I will be at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. They're doing a May market Markets series. Yeah. And I'll be there in the Rose Garden area both Saturday and Sunday. And what about June? Do you have any June or July markets? Nothing yet. I'm waiting to hear on a couple. So a couple of things I've applied to. So, all right. Well, good luck on that. And we will uh, make sure that we stop by and see you at one of these markets. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Brittany. I appreciate you being on the program. Thank you. Okay. And we'll put links to all of her um, socials in the show notes so that you can find Brittany's jewelry. It's been great to talk to you. You too. All right. Thanks.